So you're watching one of your favorite episodes of A Different World? Yes. Interesting. I'll keep that in mind. Turn this one here. We in there. You had a good day? Um, yeah, for the most part. For the most part. What is that? Yeah. The um so the company that I'm doing the freelance work for, like I've been really busy this week and I haven't really gotten to a lot of that work. And um my boss has been trying to get in contact with me. She tried to talk to me yesterday, but I was preparing for a job interview, so I was like, I couldn't talk to her. Then today she hit me up and like with ten minute warning, she was like, Oh, will you be available for a quick call? And I was like, No. Like stop giving me ten minutes notice for things. I just I don't like it. I just I I hate short notice stuff. I mean I understand that she's very busy, so that's why it's like that, but it's just it's taxing to me. But um so I do, I still don't we never spoke I think she butt she called me but she didn't say anything, so I think she butt out me. Um but I still don't know what she wants to talk about. Um we were supposed to have a happy hour today, but I didn't read the email properly. I just saw the time change. So I thought they moved it back today but they actually moved it back into next Friday which I said wasn't good for me but I mean I understand I'm not the whole team but she really did want me to join because this would be most of the team's first time meeting me mm -hmm. but um, I'll do what I got an eyebrow appointment next Friday and I'm not changing that <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Don't want to change the eyebrow appointment. Um, so what time does happy hour start? Um, so originally when it was supposed to be for today, it was supposed to be at four thirty, and that's why I told you six thirty because I was like, I can drop off whenever I want, but um, I think it was scheduled four thirty to six. Actually, I think it's scheduled for an hour and a half. Um, but then next week it's. At six. I mean, I usually thought the happy hour started five because that's when people get off work. But mm -hmm. maybe virtual is just different. I don't know. The, don't the know. virtual starts at noon. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Oh, what else about that? You don't mind if I keep that in or do you? No, you're fine. Okay, good. Because I had started. How did, did you get home from work? Okay, like that. I was like. Is oh, the president yeah. still there? Like, will he be able to leave? Well, yeah, he, uh, I'm not, honestly, right now, I'm not sure where the president is at this moment, but he did ride past work today. And I'm um, usually when, like, a politician or, like, a government official or somebody important come through and they come through, like, I, I think they land at Dobbins and then they probably go through 285 to 85 or however they do it and then come on down, you know, 85 or whatever. And they usually block off like I know they block off the entire North Druid Hills. They block off eighty five for sure. All the exits and entrances and all the off ramps and access roads, they block all of those roads off. Any road that's you know, within the path that they're going. I think they went to the C D C today. They block those 
pathways off so like you can't get into the mcdonald's you can't get into where i work you can't leave those places either so they were telling us that they were coming between 11 and 5 so that so we thought we was gonna be blocked off between 11 i mean you know from 11 to 5 but that's just the time frame that it came and i was trying to go home to get my badge because i couldn't really maneuver through work like you can get in but there ain't really much you can do without badge access, without your badge. So I uh, just kind of snuck around all day behind. Hey, can I hold it over real quick? Or I'm like, oh, I just started running and people looking like I'm crazy, but I don't have my badge. So I had to pretty much do that. And Okay, now I get it. I didn't understand that you left your badge at home. So I was like, what does the person have to oh. do? Okay, but I get it now. Yeah, because you know, I don't live too far. So I was going to try to go home on like lunch, which is around like 11, 12, you know, between that window. But I was just like, yeah, I don't want to go. And then I get stuck. Then I get sitting because you just never know how many people they're coming with or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, I was just like, I'm going to just I'm going to just tough it out today and just roll with it and go without my badge. But. Okay, understandable. Like I and I definitely feel your pain. Like my old job, we had the entire fourth floor. And mm-hmm. so it's like when you get off the elevator, it's just two glass doors, like one to your left, one to your right, and you have to have a badge to get into our office. So if you didn't have it, you were really just like stuck out there. And then we had like a digital concierge board and so mm-hmm. it was a touch screen and then you know you, everyone was listed on there. So you can call like one of your friends to let you in but the board didn't work half the time so most of the time you're just stuck <laughs> waiting for someone to either come out of the office or come off the elevator to go in the office so i definitely understand and that's how it was this morning i went downstairs where they have us to go in and i was like i, I got in somebody i was fortunate i didn't realize i didn't have my badge until i got off on my floor and i was just like uh yeah i can't get inside to get out <laughs> run around the building before i was late get in and run and say hey i left my badge but i got my sticker then i get to where i work i couldn't get through the glass door so i'm just sitting out there looking like yeah but that's pretty much how my day was running around without my badge (laughs) trying to like you know be macgyver and james bond with my maneuvers so it was cool though but we did get to see him ride by because we always seen was like police fly by like for like the first like at 11 that's when they started flying by but i guess they were leaving from this area to go to where he was at to come back and close off the exits along that way because i'm pretty sure they don't just close off ours they close off a lot of few exits because the yeah. whole motorcade and their entourage is there but it was pretty cool it's pretty cool okay it didn't keep the patients from coming, but you know, we we made it work. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's kind of how it was. Um, I guess now that we're six minutes in, we can actually start the show. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm getting better at remembering what episode it is, and this is episode forty nine of I don't have a name for this yet, and I am your host A one, and I'm back with a fan favorite, Jen Walters. <laughs> once again and we have some interesting topics to discuss with you guys you can hear me good right yes i can you can hear me well yeah i can okay i just be having to make sure because that makes post-production a lot easier because if if it goes fine i don't have to make too many edits i can put this out tonight so okay but maybe not maybe i'll wait but i probably will just put it out and just kind of keep the numbers high because we got some uh some objectives to hit Let's see, where do we start? You remember what the topics were, right? Uh, yes, I do. Good. 
Okay, cool. So we will start with. Mm, uh, I don't know. Let's see. I guess we could start with Do women really care about how much you spend on a date? Yes or no? Oh, Lord. Why? <laughs> Give me the answers. I mean. So there's like a th- there are certain places where I don't want to go. Like I don't want to go to Applebee's. I don't want to go to Fridays. I don't want to go to Olive Garden. What? Like, I just don't. The last time I went to Applebee's, I it was just it was a terrible experience, and I feel like they just have like it's just not a good experience. I feel like the food isn't good. <laughs> Overall, and so please, like, don't take me there. Um, Friday, yes, a part of it is like, this is very basic, sir. Can we do something else, please? Like, really? But honestly, um, okay, well, let me put it like Olive Garden, I'm not even going to front. I don't like Olive Garden. Really? But if this is, I do. <laughs> if this is like a first date like fledgling relationship like we're just kind of getting into it please don't take me to Olive Garden like once we get down the line and we're more comfortable with one another maybe in a full-fledged relationship fine we can go to Olive Garden I would love to go to Olive Garden on a Saturday and do unlimited soup and salad that's out that's fun to me but Mm -hmm. I think that when you are in that first stage, like, please try and impress me a little more. Like, I'm not saying you have to go to Ocean Air Seafood Room, but can can we try and do something? Can we, can you put the effort into maybe finding someplace else? Because also it just, to me, it's like, it's indicative of a lack of effort. You just picked a chain restaurant and was like, okay let's go here and I'm just like so you couldn't do your Google mm-hmm. you couldn't find anywhere else and again I think I had said before like I stepped away from being very specific with someone about where I want to go because that might not be in his price range so I will give you like I like this type of cuisine this is what I'll be in the mood for and you can pick within your price range there so at least like try and put some effort into it instead of just like I'm like oh yes I want burgers okay we're gonna go to Applebee's like no can we go to like Holman and Finch or something <laughs> like can you try like can you try and then it's like because then there are some there are some dates that aren't really expensive but there's like thought and effort put into it like pick the whole picnic thing that doesn't have to be expensive it really doesn't but there's a level of planning and effort that i think goes into executing that that's appreciated so the fact that we're not eating five-star steak it's fine because i feel that you took the time to plan something and you you also might have gone out of the box because again when people are like oh let's have a date let's go everyone wants to go to dinner everyone wants to go to the movies so even if you can think of something out of the box it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive like i just went axe throwing 
with a friend of mine and that was fun wasn't that expensive but it was something it was fun and it was something new and then also if there's something that I said that I've wanted to do and you picked up on it you remembered it and then you turn around and plan it I appreciate that as well so you get points for that yeah absolutely because it shows that you pay attention like so again there are things that I want to do that are inexpensive again I I'd wanted to go axe throwing it was inexpensive if that was something that I had had a conversation with you about and then that's another kind of like advantage of having technology which gives that we have that a lot of people all right. So technology gives us that advantage because back in the day, you had to discuss those things like when you had to see the person or if you got to talk to them on the house phone, which is few and far between. But now you can text someone, find out what they like to do, and then you have time to plan a meaningful date. And so again, or whether you're asking me outright or I just say it offhandedly and you remember and you act on it, that means something to me. And I'll, I'll give you points for effort because I will, I am a stickler for execution as well. Oh, Lord. I, I just, like, come on. Like, did, wait, did I talk about the guy who, like, right when the shutdown had started and we went out and he didn't check to see if the restaurant had shut down due to COVID and we got there and the restaurant had shut down and I was I don't think you told me about that one. (sighs) It's stuff like that. It's little things like that that will get to me because I'm like, you didn't do your due diligence and you're trying to impress me, but I'm not impressed if you don't put the effort to plan. Like, you know what is going on in the world. You know that Atlanta is shutting down. So I thought it would have behooved you to do your checks and balances to make sure that where we're going, we could actually get food from there. But... Yeah, if, if you can remember, that's, that's some points. If you remember and you execute well, that's more points. If you remember, execute well, and it's expensive, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. It's helpful. Uh-huh. But expensive can also be tacky. Like, there are some things that are expensive, and I'm just, I'm disgusted. We, a friend, a, a friend of mine, we went to this upscale hookah lounge, and it was it was to no fault of her own, but it's like I said, it's upscale. Everything was more pricey. It was fine, but towards the end, mm-hmm. the service for us got bad because my mom wanted food, and so I had ordered food to go for her, and we waited for forever. Like I ordered my dessert and my mom's food to go at the same time. My dessert came. I ate it. We cashed out the checks. And we were there for maybe like another 30 to 45 minutes. And it got to the point where I was like yelling at people and I was yelling at security because I was I was outside of the kitchen. Wait, 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 wait. You're one of those? One of The people who yell at the staff? (sighs) (laughs) If it gets to that point, because again, I have years in the service industry, Mm -hmm. so I know what it's like. So when I kept on asking the server what was going on, she was telling me that people in the kitchen 
other servers kept taking my mother's order. And so I was, so, and I'll be good to tell you, I am not frustrated with you, but it appears this problem has gone, it, it is now above you. So please get me your manager. Then the manager, she showed me who the manager was. The manager was, it's like a hybrid, like restaurant lounge. So we're at a four top table. There is a booth, like a VIP lounge type booth to the right of us. And the manager was talking to a gentleman who was in that booth. And that gentleman was actually one of the owners. So I watched my server talk to the manager or the floor manager, whoever she was. And then the floor manager walked off to the kitchen. So I was like, oh no, let me tell you what we're not gonna do. We're not going to ignore my complaint. So then I went up to security and I told security, I was like, sir, I don't want to make you have to do your job. But if you do not get me the floor manager right now, I'm going to run up in that kitchen and flip everything over. Like, <laughs> Were you really gonna me? do that? And he was like, I don't want you to do that. It's my first day, ma'am. And I was like, great. So we're on the same page. So get me the floor manager. And he went and he found her. And then she had a different story. She was like, oh, well, the kitchen was just backed up. And I was like, that's not what your server told me. And if you are going to lie to me, at least get the lie straight. Because it it looks so terrible when I have two people telling me two different stories. So then she was like, well, I went to the kitchen to hand pack your food myself. Here it is, blah, blah, blah never went back so again expensive can still be tacky it can still be poor service it can still be poor food i got in scallops there and the scallops didn't taste like anything the dessert was cold like it was it was cold but it wasn't supposed to be cold because i know some desserts are supposed to be cold but it wasn't supposed to be cold so i mean expensive doesn't necessarily mean that it's good either so again a lot of it comes down to the effort that you actually put into it like please don't don't take me on an expensive boat if my hair is straight and i told you i don't want to be around water when my hair is straight then you're just not listening i don't care how much money you spent you're about to spend 120 more to get my hair fixed i'll tell you that much so so you would go on a boat with what kind of hair curly yeah like if I any type of thing if I did my hair at home by myself because I don't straighten my hair at home so whether it's curly or whether I just like blow dried it and put it in a bun at my house like any of that anything any hairstyle that I do in my home we could do whatever it can get wet it's fine if it's straight no we have to put all that on pause okay so let me ask you this so would Longhorn be like a cool date? One, I don't think I like Longhorn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I might have been like whoa, once whoa. or twice. What? Wait, I might have never even been to Longhorn. Which one has the onion? That's Outback Steakhouse. Uh, I think they, well, you mean like a blooming onion? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not sure because I never get it. But I want to say it might be. Let's fire this internet up. We have these things called that computer that we can use. <laughs> and we can find out what has what. But let's see. Outback. Blooming. Onion. It looked like it's Outback. Yeah, it's Outback. And they got a homemade Blooming Onion Sauce. 
I may have never been to Longhorn, but again, it just seems like another just easy chain restaurant to go to. So I'm, can we not try something else? Can you not do Longhorn adjacent? Can we Google <laughs> Longhorn like restaurants? Like, can we just, just try and do a little something else, please? Okay. So you saw the only times. Um, one time I went to the movie with a guy to the movies with a guy, and we there was a Taco Mac that was literally right in front of the movies. I'm not a big Taco Mac fan. Like I just, I don't think their food is that great. But we went out of convenience. But it was like everything we did was kind of short notice. So going to what was close was fine. But if you if we're planning this in advance, yeah, can. Longhorn adjacent, Applebee's adjacent. Find something else, please. So, Just try. So you like like the little hole in the walls, the lesser known places? I actually do. There was one guy who I went to, he took me to this spot, the local on Ponce. Mm-hmm. I heard of that. Hole in the wall place, wings were so good. So, so good. I heard of that. I heard they did, did have good food. I think... Have you ever been? To, I think it's called Cafe Four Five Eight. No. I think they do like brunch. I think it's Four Five Eight. Actually, let me fire this internet up again. What's I was gonna it? say I'm getting on my iPad right now. I think it's Cafe Four Five Eight, and they got like a a uh, it's like a brunch place, and it's but what what happens there is that they have like the homeless people or people who are less fortunate working there like as servers and all proceeds go to helping them you know get back on their feet but i said that because the food oh, is good cool. wait on edgewood yeah on edgewood like not far from joystick game bar wait is it right there on the corner it's close to the corner like i think it's like a brewery or some kind of pub on that corner then you go down like maybe two spaces it's like a little white it's like a little white building or creamish building Okay, no, I haven't been there, but it's literally the next building over from Cafe Circa. Okay. I think that sounds familiar. I think that's one of the, the other places. But so you probably like something like that. Yeah, that's 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 a nice concept. And then again, it's just something it's different. Yeah. And then I think for brunch restaurants, I think for brunch you I don't think they're a chain. Well, I guess first watch, but I feel that the attitude that people have to find good brunch places is the attitude that people should have finding any restaurant. Stop just going to Longhorn or Taco (laughs) Mac. Search for something else. That's all I'm saying. So, because I know one time in the past that I had tried to take somebody out like on a picnic and like they were like, this isn't a date. And I was just like, why isn't this a date? And they were just kind of saying, like, I guess because everyone kind of thinks of a date as dinner and a movie. You know, the whole cliche classic thing. Like, this is what you do. But I, me personally, I don't like to do things where I can't get to know the person that I'm dating. Like, I can't hear you in a crowded restaurant. I can't hear you in a movie there. Like, where, where's the conversation going to take place at? That's probably something that's a little later on down the line for me. But I would like to do something where we can actually talk and see if it's worth continuing. Like, let me just kind of see if I actually like the vibe with that's going on here. Um, but and I, I agree. And I ask because I see people who like, oh, if if you don't spend this amount of money on on whatever, it's not a date. And I'm just like, uh, I think you got, a date can be whatever you want it to be. 
and wherever like long as my, my my goal isn't necessarily for to wow you but it's to create memorable moments and it's to, it's to establish a connection and a bond versus oh let me show that I'm not a caveman because I eat uh <laughs> <laughs> I eat my steaks well done or something like that you know or just take it to like the the steak place so that's why I was wondering because I, I see that a lot and I'm like I don't really understand why but I think and I know I had talked on here before that I think some people that I that I not that I well I think I have dated somebody who wanted just to get a free meal I think so we were trying to get a free meal on somebody else's book like by getting you know like let's say you go to I don't know. Let's say you go to Ruth Chris. Oh yeah, we're gonna go. Then she never talked to you again. Now you don't blew all your money at Ruth Chris, and you won't see this person again. Is but, I've never been to Ruth Chris. Is it really that expensive? Me either. But they're they're higher than Longhorn. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I, for someone to just outright say that a picnic isn't a date, like blows my mind. I completely understand wanting to get to know someone. And again, that's another thing that I think technology sometimes gets in the way of because a lot of things that people traditionally had to talk about and find out about dating because you couldn't we didn't have cell phones like we had house phones and so the people the person had to be home for you to talk to them and then you know they had to be allowed to be on the phone other people in the house may need to use the phone as well and so a lot of things that a lot of that getting to know you stuff is done just texting each other all day long but still, in the beginning stages, I do want to do something where we can interact or we can talk or we can get to know each other, even if it's not. And it doesn't have to be like direct interaction. So something I think that you can get to know a lot about someone in escape rooms because you get to see how someone thinks. Oh, like yeah. I love escape rooms so escape rooms much. Are great. And like I went to I was talking to this guy. He lived in D.C., um, he was a friend of a friend and I went to my cousin's graduation. He was graduating from Howard. And so I let him know that I was there and he came and he got me and my roommate and, um, we went to Dave and Buster's and we did an escape room together and it was a lot of fun. And it was just like seeing, like being able to interact with him and like seeing him play games. And of course, like challenging me to basketball when he knew that he was going to beat me, like stuff <laughs> like that. It was, it was fun. And so things like that are fine. And it wasn't, it wasn't a copious amount of money. I think that's a lost art, man. Like we don't really get to see that anymore because, and I don't think people realize what dating is until they're after, until they're like, once they hit like 27, 28, hitting it, almost hitting that 30. I think that's when people really start to understand the concept of a date, you know? But I think when you're young, you don't always understand. You just ain't take it to the movie, take it to the skating rink. Take it down. Yeah. But you don't understand that like going on a hike, going to play laser tag, going to do all these different things can be a date. But I do want to know, is, does food always have to be incorporated? And so, oh, they were talking about this on Twitter about not surrounding dates around food. And yeah. I'm just, I love food. <laughs> but no, it doesn't always have to be a part. Um. It's appreciated, but no, it doesn't always have to be a part. Like, yeah, taking a hike with someone, I think that would that'd be a fun date. As long as, I mean, 
bearing that nothing bad happens and they're not like terrible about it because hikes can get dangerous or whatever but no everything doesn't have to be surrounded around food because there are things that i do with my friends like a friend of mine we went we rented um bikes in piedmont park and just biked in piedmont park and we didn't have food and that would have been a cool date with a guy for me too yeah i um i think food is an enhancer i think food enhances the moment because you know let's say you are hiking you're going to eventually want to get some food but i don't think it's going to be you know that you probably could go from the hike to go to raise on a river or you're going to go from hiking to get a sandwich from Publix. Like, it could be anything, whatever you want. But I always, I always figure, I always look that food is like an enhancer for me. Mm, it can't, yeah, I guess. I mean, did you see the, there was a tweet a while ago. It was like a make your own breakfast place. It was, so it was like you're around a table and it was like a hibachi. So basically you were just making your own food and people were doubting it. People were like, oh, why would I pay someone to make my own food? And I was like, that's how I know you all don't cook because I hate to clean up. <laughs> and when I'm done cooking, I'm like, please just throw the whole kitchen away. Just get me a new kitchen. Yeah. I would pay good money to cook food and then have and then be able to just leave and no one, no one pick up after me. So I think food can be an enhancer, but when you have things like that or if you do like a cooking class together, then food can also be an experience. Yeah, definitely. Something like that is cool where you can kind of make it like, oh, like, well, we're going to cook lamb chops. I've never had lamb chops. And now you got some pan seared lemon butter lamb chops or whatever it is. I think that'd oh, be that cool. So good. Now you're making me hungry. Yeah, I think I'm kind of hungry too. Like, I really didn't have much to eat today. So I am pretty hungry. Um,. But yeah, but I was just wondering. We're probably gonna have to revisit this one too about about the dating and just kind of see how that goes. Uh, what else we got on the docket? Let's talk about this stimmy. <laughs> it was supposed to be about the stimulus bill, but <laughs> we're a little late on this one. But did you have you gotten yours yet? I have not. So there's this whole story. I had I didn't pay my taxes for a couple years. Oh man. And um I got caught up last year and um I gave all of my direct deposit information to my accountant. He submitted it. Uh I still the taxes that I so I've owed taxes for twenty eighteen and I still haven't gotten them, even though they were supposed to deposit them into my bank account. Um, 2019, I owed. They cashed those checks expeditiously. That's suspicious, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, because I guess because I've never gotten my taxes paid through direct deposit, I've been getting live checks. So I have not gotten mine yet. I want to say the my friend had texted me a timeline, like a screenshot of the timeline. I don't think paper checks are going out until next week. I think the 24th was the date. So I haven't gotten mine yet. The last check that I got was postdated and I didn't even realize it. So I went to the bank and the teller was like, yeah, girl, this is postdated for tomorrow. And I was like, this ghetto government, <laughs> I can't believe they gave me a postdated check. They are really some broke boys. I was pissed. Yeah, but no, so no semi for me just yet. How about you? Yeah, I got mine. I don't know what day I got it. I think I got it this. I think I got it Wednesday. 
And I, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to check, but someone said that they got there. So I decided to go check, and it was there. And that was the first time it actually came. No, I might have been. I think my first my first one, I didn't get mine until, like, September. And it was a paper check. Because I, I know I, I was in a situation where I had not paid my taxes for a while. And I was still trying to get my tax money. But they sent that and one of my years of tax payments. And I'm still waiting on some others. Um, but I got that one. Those were paper ones. And hopefully they go ahead and send, you know, the rest of my mine direct deposit. But like you, it's, it's hard to get the IRS on the phone right now. It's like they they want they they know how to find you when you owe them, but when they when they owe you, it's hard to get in contact with them. It's um, impossible. Like any government agency right yeah, now, it's, he, it's impossible. They tell them, "Oh, we need you to verify your identity and do all of these things." So I've called, I've tried, I went on the website and waited for my text message. You know how to get like a, a two factor verification? They send you a code to your number. I've been waiting yeah. for hours and still have not gotten my code. Click this if you haven't gotten it. And then you call and you call and you call. You can't get nobody on there. But I have gotten this one though, which is cool. But I would like to get the rest of my my tax money. But absolutely, I think. Do you do you think? Because I know some people were saying like, oh, if you're if you're excited about fourteen hundred dollars, you got bigger problems. Well, for some people, they do need that money, and that money will go a long way. Even if you don't necessarily need, it, it gives you a good cushion to fall back on, just a little bit of a cushion. Because some people living like check to check, and people don't always realize that. I don't understand how people don't realize that. Um, Fourteen hundred dollars. People need more money. Like that's the end of it. Like that's period, point blank, bottom line. So, if you have a mass of people who are clamoring over fourteen hundred dollars, there's something wrong with the system. Like, what? Why? How is that not clicking? That's what I'm not understanding. But where was this energy for all the companies? with bailouts who was asking the companies well hey where's your rainy day fund delta (laughs) coca-cola hilton myriad where's all the money that you should have saved up from all the profits that you made why are you looking to the government to bail you out so i'm just like where's that same energy because that's the same energy that you should have i mean people live paycheck to paycheck people are not working people are working reduced hours yep the economy is in crisis. Of course, $1,400 was going to mean something to people. Like, how dare you think anything otherwise? And how dare you judge anybody for it? You know, like, I think they should give out more. Like, you can't give the airline industry billions and give us, the regular people, thousands. Absolutely. Like, you, Canada has been giving their residents, like, what? Two. 2000 a month or something of like that like they're giving them monthly checks we are now fighting we have gotten 1200 what was the other one 600, 600. and now 1400 like 3200 dollars you all have given us over the course it's of now year. over a year because march 13th has passed like what do you and then mitch mcconnell said like it's so strange how I really think that some of these old white politicians like believe what they see on Twitter like he said that he's afraid 
that the $1,400 checks will deter people from going back to work for the rest of the year. And I'm like, no. are you taking these Twitter jokes seriously? You think that we're really quitting our jobs over $1,400? Like, are you on? It's crack. That's you have rent. to be doing crack for one month. Yeah. Like, that's not even, that's not getting you to the end of the year. Like, what are you talking about? And for everyone who thinks, oh, and for everyone who has something to say about people clamoring over 1400 send your 1400 my way. Yes. Yeah, Jen Walters way. will give you her information. Come I on. I will kindly take it. But you want to know, you know, I saw something else and what this is what made me jot it down because I seen a lot of people, you know, clam, you know, saying that people were clamoring and all this other stuff. But well, another thing that I noticed was that they were afraid of how people are going to spend it. Granted, I wouldn't recommend anybody go and buy Balenciagas or a Louis Vuitton purse with their stimulus. Of course, there's better things to do with that money. But isn't the whole point of giving the people the money to stimulate the economy? So basically, you have to spend it to put it back. I don't understand why, they, why they're so worried about people getting money that they're probably going to end, you know, end up giving it back to the government in some form or fashion. Right. It's going to go back to this economy that you all want to be stimulated so badly and then on top of that i'm sorry me who cares who cares i've gotten to the point if there is someone on the street who's asking me for money whatever i give them i don't say anything i don't say you better not spend this on cigarettes you better not spend spend it on whatever you want it's your it's your twenty dollars now. It is no longer my business. Be blessed and go with the Lord and be safe. That is it. Stop like why does any of that matter? And then on top of that, there are so many people who talk about how they've paid off their credit cards or they've paid off their student their student loans and their credit score gets lower. So please tell me what incentive there is for people to really pay off these debts. Exactly. If the credit system is rigged to want the credit system wants you in debt. Yep. So wh why are you all upset? Why are you all talking about, oh, well, you should be paying off your debts and this, that. That's not what they want. It's really not what they want. Exactly. They want you to use up most of your credit so they can either give you, like I always tell people, it's like dangling a carrot in front of your face. They want you, like if you're not using your credit, then they're not making money out because they get their money from interest. Like the money that you pay, like let's say you spend $100 on your credit card bill and you spend that on groceries and you paid it off in full amount. So they're not getting their interest. And what happens then is, is that they'll say, oh, you aren't using the credit limit we gave you. You barely go above and they'll decrease your credit score. Or, yep. you know, and because that's how they make their money. So if, if you're giving them $100, they pay your debt for you someplace else and you're paying them back because basically you borrowed money. But if you don't if you don't give them interest, they don't make any money. And that's their problem. But the big thing is, they'll let's say your credit limits $1,500. They'll give you. Oh, because you've been doing so great on making your payments. They'll dangle another 3500 in front of your face. So now you got what? What fifty uh, five hundred? I mean five thousand. Um, yeah. So what you do now is oh, four thousand. What I said, I said we had fifteen. They think another three. Oh yeah, four thousand. Yeah. So what they'll do then is because you got more. Wait, no, that is five thousand. I can't do math. Just we, we get the. Point. I'm confused now. Yeah, you you're right. It is five. It is five because three and one is four, and five and five is another one. So that's five. There yes. we go. Um, but they, what they'll do, they'll, they'll say, oh, say, oh, yeah, uh, we give you 350 more, 3,500 more now, you know, because because you've been doing good. And I guess what people tend to do, 
use that credit limit up. They spend tend it, exactly. to spend it more because now you have more. And they keep doing it. The more you spend, the more they increase it. Because guess what? Now they got you so high enough to where you can, or no matter what you do, unless you're just rich, they're going to get their interest off of you. And they want you to spend. Right. <laughs> It sounds like it's it. kind of crazy, and like remember, I, I remember I was telling you that they uh they increased mine out of the blue, like one that I don't hardly use. It was just like oh, but I know it's to get me to spend. But what I have found out is that like the credit bureaus and the credit card lenders and the banks, they are in trouble, so they're looking to get money from people, and they are closing a lot of people accounts because uh we probably had a whole thing. Of, look how we went from stimulus to credit, but anyway, uh what they're doing is um trying to let's say you got a limit of ten thousand like if you're not using it they're afraid that people are going to run up their limit and then not pay them off because of whatever reason because of the crisis so they're closing down people accounts oh wow i did not know that or dropping your limit they're doing a lot of shifty things and i remember i was saying i was thinking about getting like a financial expert or financial advisor on the show to kind of touch on this a little bit we'll touch on something yes i want to get somebody to kind of break down a few things like maybe like a, a 30 minute segment and kind of have them like as a reoccurring guest every now and then and um you know to touch on some of those things absolutely again like i said it has to be put in the forefront it has to be made visible like people have to talk about it the more you know, the better you can do. So I'm all for it because, I mean, there's just some things that people, A, don't know, or there are things that people are afraid to talk about because it's not talked about heavily. And again, there's a lot of shame that's surrounded around having debt, but everybody has debt. Everybody. And, and so... Millionaires go broke all the time. They file for bankruptcy and still have $350 million in their bank account. Thank you. Thank you. And people don't understand it. Like bankruptcy doesn't mean you have zero dollars. It just means right now you're in a hole, basically, or that your debts, their debts are just really high. This is a quick way, quick and easy way to get rid of your debts without having to pay for it all, basically. Right. That's a loophole for everything. It's but again, the access to that information is withheld from certain people and then certain people and demographics are made to be the poster children of, oh, you all are just terrible. Meanwhile, you're just as terrible. You just know how to get around it and to how, yeah. how not to look terrible. And that's exactly what it is. They they have a good way of throwing a rock and hiding their hand and doing the same thing as other people and then labeling other people. Like, I don't know, we, we go on a whole wormhole with that, but they have their ways. Oh, absolutely. Like how the Stop Asian Hate campaign should be Stop White Supremacy. Let's call a spade a spade. Pretty much. Or like how they was, oh, Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter. But those same people who were screaming Blue Lives Matter showed they'd kill a cop up there at the Capitol. They was beating the hell out of them with, 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 cap, with, with American uh, paraphernalia or flags and and different, different things. I was just like, but this is what y'all are Blue Lives Matter. Like, okay. Right. And I get it. And I get it. We all have somebody in our family that's a police officer, a fireman, or a or in the army. That's not what it's about. But that's what they want to make, um, you know, make the narrative about that is, oh, you're anti this. And no, it's not. We just want people to be treated. Period. Our lives matter too. That's it. And I don't know how much simpler you can say that, but it's just basically saying our lives matter to stop killing us at alarming rates. Like we don't matter. That's all. 
So I don't know, but I think with I think with my stimulus, I'm either going to invest it in Bitcoin <laughs> or I'm going to hold on to it for a rainy day because I do think rainy days are coming because I don't think this virus is going anywhere soon and not with these new strands coming. That's fair. And so for me, I want to, I, even though I know I just sat here and talked about it, I want to pay off debt because for me, I'm like holding on to it for a rainy day. If I put it in my savings, my savings garners less APR. I mean, garner, yeah, it has a, it has a, a smaller interest rate than the interest rate I have on my credit cards. So I'm like, why would I hold on to it in a savings account? Because I mean, and this probably isn't the most effective way to do it. Because then, if I do need something for a rainy day, I would be paying for it from my credit card. But oh, so maybe I should. Eh. You see, now I have to weigh it out. Yeah, we could talk about it. I, me personally, I wouldn't. I I'm kind of against having a savings. I would put my money. I would invest it that way. My money's growing overnight. Or over a week or over a month because savings really don't kind of yield you pretty much any money in the end. But you can invest and then in a month now it's increased 3%, 10%, whatever. But you see, but invest it in what? That's what I don't know. Yeah, well, well, you just said Bitcoin. Me, yeah, me personally, I like Bitcoin. I think that's going somewhere. But I invest, I would invest in cannabis because that's going to be a thing once it's legal and I think it's going to end up eventually being taken over by pharmaceutical companies and I think it's going to be regulated how do you do Tylenol so now you know the local weed man will get cut out they're cutting out that type of thing they want to you know make it like McDonald's basically so I would me, me personally I think anything in tech and you can't go wrong with tech I'm heavy into tech and solar or like renewable energy because it's coming well is it true that you can't go wrong in tech because I feel like Skype for Business well wait was Skype for Business bought by somebody was it bought by Teams because it was was it a Microsoft product and now uh, Microsoft has Teams I think so I'm not sure if they, I didn't know they got bought I thought they got bought but um, I'm just I feel like Teams dropped the ball Mm-hmm. I was using both at the beginning of 2020, we were using Teams. Like that was what we would use for all of our virtual meetings. And other companies would use WebEx. I just feel like there were a lot of video conferencing platforms that I knew about before Zoom. And it was just like, but then Zoom exploded in the pandemic. And I was like, wait a minute, I had never even heard of Zoom before. Mm-hmm. So how did they come in and take over and take all of these market shares from these existing companies. So it's like, can you go wrong in tech? Because if you had much, if you had stock in, well, I don't think you would have separate stock in like specifically Microsoft Teams, but I don't know. I just feel, how do you know which tech to invest in? Because people aren't, the technology isn't hoarded, but or the idea isn't just hoarded by one company. So how do you but how do you predict which one is going to be the successful one? How do you know who's going to be Zoom? Well, it's kind of hard to find those because I look at Amazon, look at Netflix, and look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin has went up and it had went down to $3 a share or $3 or $3,000 a Bitcoin, but 3000 a share. I mean, $3 a share for just one share of Bitcoin. And now it's at 58. The other day it was at 61,000 in the course of a little over three years. Like, that's a lot. 
and what you do is you try to one thing I will say you try to get ahead of the curve like when you think about what's going on now you just gotta start thinking not saying that you don't but I sat back and thought about Johnson and Johnson Pfizer and Moderna they're getting ready to make these virus you know these uh vaccines right vaccines so guess what you're gonna need if they're talking about vaccinating the entire world it's about what seven billion million billion people on the planet earth if I'm not mistaken or is it mm-hmm. 70 billion something like that so guess what you need guess what you need to make or administer vaccine you need bottles so you gotta look at somebody who's making glass bottles and that's gonna be a, a lot you gotta look at people who are making needles you gotta look at people who who own farms because using a lot of vaccines there's a lot of egg derivatives in it like when you start looking at things like that or like when you start looking at working from home you start looking at like oh the reason why the kids schooling is horrible is because the internet infrastructure sucks. No one has fiber. Fiber is a relative. It ain't really new, but it's not widespread as it should be. We should have fiber internet everywhere or 5G or Wi-Fi 5 or Wi-Fi 6. Like these type of things. Like You can kind of see like what's coming. You can kind of just put your money in. But like I said, it's hard to you know put your money in the right place and like and just like hit the jackpot i mean hit the bing the uh, the bullseye every single time but as long as you're in those fields because there's always going to be competition you're you're going to be in you know a good place because i don't think skype or you know like zoom well not zoom but uh what's the other one out there uh. i got it on my phone like Google Meet, Google, Google Meet, Duo, Google Cisco, Duo. Webex. Yeah, Webex. That's the one I'm looking for. Like Webex is cool, but you don't, you know, like those companies are, are doing really well too. They're just not doing as well as Zoom, so to say. So you'll still make money. Like the weed company I'm investing in is doing okay. It's not the biggest company because I was late on it, but eventually that company too will get to that level. Okay. So you just and kinda... I I googled it. Microsoft did acquire Skype for business and Teams is the replacement. And Skype had a good infrastructure because everybody was using Skype, you know, like for yeah. a while. But I think their their things are great. Like just just what they had. And like I said, when you just start looking at things like who makes the camera lenses for the iPhone, invest in that company. Because guess what? If Apple is the 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 most popular phone, that means each percentage of sales that they have is gonna go to buying the 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 screens or the lenses for the cameras. That they have to pay for those things. So that company's doing good because they're generating revenue revenue from Apple sales or whatever it is. So it's like when you start looking at stuff that way, you be like, oh, maybe I should invest in this or I should invest in that. Well like real estate is always good to invest in. Like if you got an empty lot in a popular place, that's a good place to invest. And I must put out a disclaimer, this isn't financial advice. It sounds like it, but it's not, and I'm not an expert. But these are just, you know, just talks. That, you know, people talk and you know, people you know, people you, and you acquire knowledge over time. And these are just things that I found out. So don't don't just go throw all your money in Bitcoin people, but there is a place where I think there's some promise at. That's just something I do. And I would have never thought to like break down a vaccine or a phone to like the granular, like the hardware, like what, like who's making needles, who's making glass tubes. So that was super helpful to even think about that because that's what I'm thinking whole products. Like I'm thinking Microsoft, Twitter, 
Apple, Google, not just the whole company, not the little granular, all the little parts and pieces that go towards the product and services that they um, deliver. So that was that was helpful. <laughs> yeah, like just start thinking about uh, who makes computer graphics chips, NVIDIA. Like every computer sold probably has an NVIDIA or a Pentel 4 or whatever. Like when you start looking at it like that, you're like, dang. And those laptops cost how much? A thousand? Right. Two thousand? Okay. And, and every one of them has what in it? A chip, a motherboard. So when you start looking at stuff like that, you just do your research on the companies and just kind of see where they at and just kind of go from there. Some companies move faster than others, but I think more people try to get some of those fast moving companies. Like okay. Amazon. Well, fast money isn't always good money. And it ain't. It ain't. Like sometimes it's good to get in and get out and get your money. But like if you're looking longevity, like you want to leave it to like your sister or your kids or whatever, like it's good to kind of know where you're going in the long run with some things. Yeah. And like, so I don't know if you saw a cash app the other night was like giving away Bitcoin and yeah. I got some. It's not even like a full dollar. It's a whole like. I was joking with my friends. I was like, I don't know how people do this work business. I got my Bitcoin, but then I was like, no, but seriously, what do I do with this? So I, mm. yeah, I have less than a dollar worth of Bitcoin and no idea where to go from here. So I'm going to have to talk to you some more. Oh, yeah. Just uh, like you'll watch it go up and down. And like I know a while back they were giving away, I want to say 3% of your total purchase in Bitcoin, like in cash back in Bitcoin. And that's kind of what they were doing. And um, so, like, let's say you went to buy pizza and you get 3% back, whatever it is, that can go on your Bitcoin. And before you know it, it just slowly adds up. And now they got, like, one on there now, like, 10% off what your, an entire meal at a restaurant. So if you spend $100 and you get 10% of that back in Bitcoin, you now have that in Bitcoin. And you can send it, you can spend it, you can let it sit and fluctuate however you want to do it. Okay. But it's 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 Bitcoin is relatively new, but then it's not just like the currency. Bitcoin is like a whole blockchain technology. And that's something that you probably gotta research and like really get into to kind of figure out. But I think that's going to be a thing going forward, blockchain technology. I don't even know what that is. Basically, like okay you know well basically what blockchain is is that there's a ledger a public ledger that everybody can just can see every transaction that's happened but you can't really hack it unless you figure out all the transactions that happened before and you don't really okay. know where it happened when it happened but you have to figure out you have to unlock and re, re um, reverse engineer every single one of them to figure out which one is where and that money can go from here to there. And then you got to figure it's a lot that you got to figure out, but it's a way of keeping things secure. Okay. But that's kind of how I know they got a documentary on Netflix that I watched a while back. I want to say about three years ago. And um, they kind of talked about it there. Okay. I'm going to do my Google and see if I can find this. Yeah, just start looking around. Like, just start like paying attention to what's going on. Like, like I know during summertime, 
uh, travel and gas go up. So you start looking at these things and you kind of see like when is it peak season. You just just start looking around. You it'll all start making sense when you start like looking into like oh okay so that's why gas is there supply and demand and all of these different things. Okay. So it's not nothing too crazy. Guess what? Guess how long we've been doing this? Fifty five minutes and all we talked about was <laughs> dates and the stimulus and now we're talking about investing. So let's shift gears. Um, I, since we mentioned the stimulus, remember the article I sent you about the uh, the five hundred dollar pilot in Stockton, California? Yes, I do. I think that was a great idea. So basically, what happened was, for those who don't know, um, a couple years ago, uh, Stockton, the mayor of Stockton, California, was piloting giving twenty one families in the community five hundred dollars a month, and they watched the results. So what happened? And the results were astonishing. Depression went down, anxiety went down, worries, concern, you know, revolving money went down. And, you know, a lot of people reported that for the first time they had a nest egg. They could take their kids on a vacation and all these different things. But the point is, is that the money is there and it can be done. Why aren't we doing more to do so? Capitalism works where you there has to be the haves and the have nots. It's just how capitalism works, period even though there is clear objective data that you have a better quality of life, that all the things that people think, oh, well, if you just give people free money, they're going to spend it on crab legs and strip clubs, and they're just not going to want to work. All of those things are clearly debunked in this study. And they have a, so they had the control group who didn't get any additional money. And one of the stats was that though unemployment decreased in the control group as well it did not decrease as much as it did in the group that was getting the extra five hundred dollars and it's just like you don't know like these people might be using this five hundred dollars to to pay their phone bill so recruiters can call them or to pay their internet bill so they can apply for jobs or put gas in their car so they can make it to a job interview like i just and then because it was loaded on the debit cards, they were able to, of course, filter the transactions and figure out what they're spending things on. And it was nothing. They weren't wild and egregious things. It was. And I want to point out that the mayor was a black man. Black man. Congrats to him. And again, it's always, well, I don't want to say it's always, but it is often black people leading the forefront to be progressive and to just treat, I don't even want to say to be progressive, to treat people with humanity. That shouldn't be progressive. Like that should be human nature to treat people like humans, people who do not people. We live in a, we live in a a system where you need money to survive. So give people the money to survive. I don't think it's a genius idea. I don't think it's a, a brand new idea. It's it's common sense and it's basic humanity. So for him, I want to know why he wasn't reelected. That's that was mentioned question. in the article as well that he wasn't reelected. I really want to dig deeper into why. Yeah, and that mayor is Michael Tibbs. Uh, Michael Tubbs. Tubbs, I think. Tubbs, yeah. Yeah, and you know they they broke down just kind of like you said they broke down what people spent the money on. They said most of the money went to food and merchandise. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And then other mayors in other cities have adopted doing similar programs, a basic income pilot, 
And none of them are Republican mayors, of course. Of course course not. And it's like, it, it aligns with the Republican Party because the Republican Party believes in smaller government. So smaller government definitely isn't the government giving people handouts. It's just, it's not. So it's no surprise. It aligns with Republican ideals. Uh, Republican ideals are just terrible. <laughs> like, well, okay, let me not say they're terrible because there are certain things about smaller government that make sense. It's one thing that me and my esthetician talk about. She's she's like all the licensing that she goes through and renewing her licensing, but she can't she can't even get a copy of her license. Like with just the same way how we can't get in contact with the IRS. Mm -hmm. We pay these people this money, but we can't get them when we need them. So what are you here for? Be smaller then. Like if you're not going to help us, then just go away. Like I, I get that level of Republican ideals. Like I understand that. Cause she's like at the end of the day with her license, she can still get sued. If she does something wrong, the license doesn't indemnify her from doing any wrong. Someone can still sue her. So she's like, it's just a regulatory way to get more money out of businesses because you have to pay them for the licenses. But then when you turn around, you need the copy of your license or something happens and you need, and for whatever reason, she needs that licensing board, they're, they're gone in the wind. And so that part I get. But this idea that people don't deserve a basic living income and you think everything is just well pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stop buying starbucks (laughs) budgeting not enough money is not going to magically make not enough money enough money at the end of the day a wage below the poverty line is a wage below the poverty line i don't care what you budget it's not a living wage even a middle class wage is that's not it's not doing enough. Everyone sees in statistics that cost of living living has consistently gone up, but minimum wage has stayed the same. Average wage has stayed the same. So please explain to me how these like how this is supposed to work. It just doesn't. It's not possible. It's really and not. for people to want to turn a blind eye or continue to to spew that if you give people free money, they're just going to be irresponsible, like. When we have data that proves otherwise. Exactly. And like they said, most of the money went to Walmart, the dollar store. And they said not one, they said only one person bought a pack of cigarettes. Like, that's crazy. And I meant to say 125 families, not 100, I mean, not 25. But out of 125 people, only one person spent the money on cigarettes. They, they spent it on doing things that they needed to do changing the lives of their families the people that they love like i I just don't understand like how i don't know it's just, just kind of crazy but it shows you what can be done if we did that and like canada gives out money has been giving out money for a while to their to their exactly. people i want to say like a thousand i'm not sure what something that figure like that. is it's something like that but they give it to them and that's what andrew yang was trying to do but this all first came about guess when during the civil rights era and Martin Luther King was pushing for it. And now Andrew Yang made that a part of his, you know, a, a critical part of his campaign run, you know? But I think it's I think it's something that we can do because the money is there. Instead of sending all exactly. this money over there to blow up a country, then sending more money over there to rebuild that country, give your people something. People in Flint still don't have clean water. 
Like, thank crazy. you. I think it's I think Aren't, Mississippi don't have clean water. So it's a city in Mississippi that don't have clean water anymore. Yeah, from the snowstorms, right? Uh, or was it? I think it was something else going on. Oh, well, sheesh. I think it was something else going on. I think it's an infrastructure issue. I'm going to have to read back up on it, but I know I mentioned it like maybe episode 48 or 7 before, maybe even 46, but it was a while ago, not too long. It was within the last three months where I heard that, so I'm like, that's pretty crazy. That is wild, and it's just... And again, that there is... That there was also direct mental health effects and you know people will say money can't buy happiness maybe not but it definitely helps alleviate stress clearly it gives you options like it's a damn good down payment i'll say that much it is like i i just i just i don't it it's one thing when you don't have the data when it hasn't been tested but when the numbers are in your face and you still deny it, it's like there's now just something wrong with you. Like you're clearly, just please say you're pure evil. Just let it go. Let go that saying that, oh, this, just say that you, just say you hate people. Say you hate poor people. <laughs> yeah. Say you hate black people. Say you hate immigrants. Like what, please just say it. I much prefer your racism, your bigotry, your sexism. I really prefer all of it to be overt. Just, just come out and say it. Please stop trying to hide. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Oh no, I'm not. And then they're going home and doing it. It's sick. These people are sick. That's all I have to say. They are. They are. But I, I have one more feel-good story, and then we're gonna get into some something juicy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you got a chance to read the article about the the principal who gave the student the haircut. Yes. So when you first sent it to me, when I saw it on the docket, I immediately thought to like the the wrestling referee who made the wrestler cut his dress. Yeah. And I immediately thought, oh, and I immediately got enraged. I was like, another one. And then I read the story, and yeah, I was I was about to boohoo. Yeah, it was touching. <sighs> the guy. And the... it was just like he did everything right. Because a part of you was like, did the parents know? Because, I, again, I don't have kids, but I'm just like, I know how parents are about people doing things to their kids' heads without <laughs> yeah. permission. But him, he he reached out to the parents. The parents okayed it. Again, he just he didn't opt to just send the kid home. He wanted to know. He wanted to get to the root of the problem instead of just taking him away from learning. And... It reminded me, it, I think it was the second all um, guy episode that you had. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how, you know, acceptance from their peers means so much. And, um, you know, how wanting to be liked by girls and girls don't like the, the kids who were studying. They like the guys who are acting up in class and all this other stuff. And he, it seems like the principal really had that understanding of that acceptance because you know he was telling him you know clearly his parents didn't think anything was wrong with his haircut he didn't think anything was wrong with his haircut but he wasn't worried about the acceptance of the adults he wanted to be accepted by his peers and then he also understood the importance of showing up and looking a certain way as a young black child 
And yeah. I think that's for black people all together because, you know, we for so long, and I mean, we still are subject to it, but you know, back slavery, reconstruction, segregation, Jim Crow, all of that, you know, you had to be, you had to be dressed a certain way. Like, you know, you always had to be, you had to look a certain way. So they didn't think that you were one of those undesirable Negroes or colored. And so it's something that's very ingrained in us to show up and show out, to just be dressed, to be clean, to be at our best all the time. And it's like he understood all of those things and applied them in talking to this child. And he turned a situation that could have been, he's going to miss out on school. They're going to label him with a behavioral problem into a moment for him to be vulnerable for his vulnerability to be appreciated and to be respected and to, and then to turn it into him being vulnerable. He sees that positive things can come out of vulnerability. And so hopefully he won't, you know, he can be vulnerable with other people later and he's not going to think that people are going to talk badly about him or tease him or, and and then he's going to shrink back and not want to say anything. And so I think it was beautiful. It was. It, it was really touching, you know, because all because he did not like his haircut, you know, and you know, people people do pick on people about how they look, and that's something that that he he helped prevent a ripple effect later on down the line where he's acting out or now he's self conscious or he has low self esteem, you know. So he helped he helped um, cure that, and then like you said, it could have went left. He could have got suspended, or he could have just you know whatever. Cause I know something. I remember one time my mom had got mad at me one time, and she told me she wasn't braiding my hair, and I had to go to school with my hair like half done. Like I was mad. No. Yeah, but I think I just took it out and just wore it like how I had it. But uh, but imagine if I did not, and I used to hate wearing my hair out. Like now I love it, but I used to hate wearing my hair out. Cause I had a lot of hair. I still do, but I used to hate it. And I remember how that, you know, what that could, you know, what that could have been. Everybody loved my hair, but I didn't want to wear my hair. I wanted my hair braided. And uh, I remember she did that once, and I was mad. But that could have, you know, what what if I did not want to go to school that day? And I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna just skip because I don't want nobody to see my head. Or it's been playing. I know in school, like sometimes you got something on your shirt, you don't want nobody to see it because you know people gonna roast you. You know, just anything. Like I remember what it's like to be a 14 year old, a 12 year old, a 16 year old kid in school in public school so that that was kind of touching to me that he did that absolutely but now we're gonna get to well i hate that this is kind of the meat and the potatoes but <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about scary hours too <laughs> okay what did you think okay so i am going to say this there are three rappers who rapped on scary hours too of the three rappers who rapped on Scary Hours 2, let me make this very clear because I don't need hate mail from any of your listeners. Oh, this is about this to be is good. Solely based on contribution to Scary Hours 2 alone. This is not about the breadth of anyone's career. Of the three rappers on Scary Hours 2, Little Baby is top two and he was not number two. Yeah, he did show out. I ain't gonna lie. He came. He did his verse and he left. He did what needed to be done and then left. Drake couldn't even rap another verse after him. He just said the chorus and went about his business. Yeah. 
Like, Sense. and that's sad <laughs> to not get like to get out wrapped on your own song and on your own album. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't. The last Lemon Pepper Freestyle, it's that's the longest song. It's pushing like seven minutes. Really? And yeah, Ross is like a minute and twenty maximum, or a minute thirty maximum, and then the rest is like five to six minutes of Drake rapping. And to be a hundred percent honest, if Ross did not start that song, I wouldn't listen to it. I would not. Really? And I wouldn't. I just, I don't. <sighs> he has a couple of lines. There was one line. Oh my gosh. What did he say? I Something like I ushered in a new era. These are my confessions or something like that. I was like, okay, yeah, okay. I see you cool. with a little usher wordplay. But I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if his cadence is different. The beat, what's the first song? The beat on the first song That's the doesn't best strike one. me. It doesn't strike me as a Drake beat at all. It doesn't. It's not. He was, I think he was trying something. Well, Drake is always known for trying something. Before, it used to be trying accents. So now I think he wants to try a different beat. Well, um, these beats are popular. And I think that's what it is. Like Everybody wants to have like a trap beat. I mean, I guess. And so I I feel like when new Drake drops, I get into a Drake cycle. So I listen to new Drake. I'm not immediately in love or impressed with new Drake. And I either A, go back and listen to new Drake that I, I mean, to old Drake that I absolutely love. Like I'm talking, I'm listening to So Far Gone for three weeks straight. <laughs> or... I go back to old Drake that maybe, and I, I wasn't in love with the whole album, but there was enough songs that I liked. So I listened to it. And then some of the ones that I didn't like, I listened to them. I was like, well, at this point, I know he's done worse. And so I start to like songs that I didn't like before because I know that he's evolved into something else that I don't like even more. And like we were saying with Travis Scott, artists are going to evolve. It's, they have every right to, but they're just not always going to evolve into someone who we still like or appreciate. And it's hard. I, I think for Drake, I think it's hard for me because so far gone, it really takes me to like a moment. Like it's really like it transports me back to those years. And that's the Drake that I was introduced to and that I knew and that I loved. And it's like, I can support some of the change, but I just don't have the same feelings towards him as a, as an artist as I used to. And I really feel like he, while I feel like he used to be able to carry on his own, I feel like he's now going to have to carry by doing like with features with people like I want to say I saw a rumor about a, a him and Ross album like how he did the him and future album and I feel like for me that's the way it's gonna go for like for me to continue with Drake I think that he's gonna have to continuously collaborate with people for me to really be like okay I'm gonna listen to this now 
Yeah, I was not expecting you to go there because you sound like me. Because I'm, I, my <laughs> listeners know that I'm not the biggest Drake fan, and like, but when I heard the the first song, I liked the first one because I felt like I could relate to this one. Finally, something that I could relate to, and not that he doesn't make relatable music because he has songs that I do like that I can relate to, but like. I'm just not into Drake the way everybody. I think Drake is over sensationalized. I think he's overhyped. I think he's a lot. And then the whole ghostwriting thing, like I respect people who write their own stuff. Like if you said it, you did it. Or if you said it, you wrote it, that type of thing. But I, I get it. Like Drake has a nice voice, has a nice look. He he has the package, a, a sellable package. And I get it. But I will say that the first song on there was my favorite. The second one, Lil Baby did his thing. I like I like Drake verse on the verse on there too, but Lemon Pepper was probably my least favorite song. I'm not quite sure why it was. I'm about to go back and listen to it. Like I haven't really listened to it much after that, but that's how I am with a lot of Drake music. Like I listened to it for like first two days and then I'm like, okay. But I definitely think that that Drake has to come with something. Like and I know there's just a three piece, that's a little teaser to kind of keep us entertained. You know, but I would like to see him come with something, you know, really, really good for me. Because I, I think that, that his mustic music has been lackluster to me for a while. And I, I'm looking for something better than what he's given me. Like, I want to see him just really rap. Absolutely. Like, like and the, there's like, something about Lemon Pepper Freestyle. It's like, again, him rapping for such a long time. And for some reason, it makes me think of... Oh my gosh, why can't I think of Joe Budden? No. Oh, from so far gone. It was over the um over the Kanye beat. Which oh my gosh. Oh, um, the one where he was like, I just hate the campus life. Uh Yeah. Like it was just I feel like it's supposed to be the same concept of Drake just like rapping. But mm. it just doesn't feel the same. And I don't know why. And maybe it might be the beat change up. It really might be. I think that what, has a what lot was to do with was that the heartless beat? Uh, was it Kanye West heartless? It wasn't beat heartless. Was it over? was uh, say you will. Thank you. I'm just not the social type, and campus life is crazy. That's what he said. But I think, I think, I think the beats are different for Drake because he usually has like those lo-fi introspective electronic kind of beats like real like mm -hmm. like you just probably want to hear the beats without him on it sometimes type of music and i think that's what it was and i think he that's does true, i could listen to say you will the beat just by itself for i uh yeah i could listen to that oh yeah i'm gonna have to screenshot you something a little later too because that's on my list for that uh thing i was telling you about Okay. Dude, well, now I got a screenshot of it, but yeah, I've been compiling this. But anyway, I think um, I, I do think it was a good effort. I'm gonna give him a B on the effort. It was short, sweet, simple, but I would like to see more of that and more rapping. I want him to be. I just want to see him rap like more like 9 a.m. in Dallas or 3 a.m. in Toronto, whatever times it was on those songs. I like when he does that, but. I think I think he's just trying to put out something just to give us a little teaser. But you know, it it was a it was a cool little three piece. Cool but little three okay, piece. so he's doing 
he did this teaser because Certified Lover Boy got pushed back, but why did it get pushed back again? Was it, was COVID? it because he had it? I thought I don't know. Or did he hurt his ankle or something like that? His knee? I want to say I heard that he hurt something, but I'm like, uh, okay. But then I've seen there was someone they had posted a video of him and he was doing something and I mean they were like oh it looks like his it might have been his ACL as they said they were like, oh it looks like his ACL is is fine and I'm just can we uh, I just I, can we get certified lover boy at this point like okay you did scary hours too what what what's the deal with certified lover boy like let, let us know please. Yeah, um, that would be something that uh that we would like to know, and I think I don't know. I just I just hope for Drake's sake that he has some good music on it. But I know people are gonna buy it because it's him, and I always tell people just because it's oversold or or it's popular doesn't mean it is actually good. This you know. is very true. Um, like, he's the highest selling artist, but like, what about quality? Like, we need some quality here. Uh, everyone's not invested in that all the time now. With um, quality? Yeah. Yeah. I think they just want something they can hear like right now and then just kind of be done with it. And I mean, I think part of that is possible because everything happens so fast now. Like turnaround for everything is so fast. It was unheard of when was it DMX who put out two albums? And he was he the first rapper to put out two albums in a year. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. You know, stuff like that was unheard of, but now things like come out so fast to where it's like, yeah, you don't have to. You really don't have to have something that has this long, prolific longevity because then you can just turn around and do something else and get it out again, just at a faster rate. Yeah, but I I know for me, I guess because, like, for me, most of the music I like has a meaning to it. It has some type of sentimental value. It's attached to something or it's just, um, it's something like I can play something from the 70s and still get that same feeling I heard, I feel when I, when they made it or when I first heard it. Like, sometimes I don't feel that with a lot lot of music today. I absolutely agree. And like I said, So Far Gone takes me like to a place and I don't get that anymore. And the fact that you was like, whatever he puts out is going to sell on on Best I Ever Had. He was like, but so big, I can probably sell a blank disc. And I'm like, yeah, at this point, Drake can put out a blank disc and people are still going to buy it and people are going to say it's a classic. Yep, and I'm just like, time. what are you talking about? Every single but again, time. But it's like, we... We've watched, I think a lot of, I think our age group has watched a good number of artists of all. We've watched Drake evolve. We've watched, well, Travis Scott is younger, but we've watched Kanye evolve. Yes, we've watched Jay-Z evolve. Like, but it's just like his evolution is not striking me as much. Some of us, I was talking, my friends were talking about Life of Pablo the other day and how some people didn't like that. And I was like, what? That was great. Yeah, Life of Pablo after was Life good. of After Life of Pablo, I don't think I like his evolution past that. But 
artists are going to evolve. And I think that I kind of just have to get used to, I'm not always going to like the evolution. And I just might have to go into my Drake cycle and get stuck listening to So Far Gone for three weeks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, even if they don't, like, you know, it's just not for you. It's for somebody else. So, you know, and maybe later on you come back to it because I know a lot of people felt like that about the Yeezus album. Like, I loved it. But, like, listening to it now and the life of Pablo now, in hindsight, it's even better than I thought it was to me. It's still not the greatest work, but to me, it's better than I initially thought it was. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that same way, too. Whatever. I remember the first time I turned on Yeezus and whatever that first track that is. And it scared me, and I literally turned it <laughs> right off. And I didn't revisit it until <laughs> years <laughs> later. And I was like, wait a minute. This is actually good. It is good. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I agree with giving people a chance to evolve. Um, I definitely learned that from my issue with Yeezus, but... So I'll give people the chance now. I will try it out. So again, I'm despite how I feel about Scary Hours 2, I'm still waiting for Certified Lover Boy to see what that is on. I will continue to give Drake chances. Um, I just, I hope that I can get some of the old feelings back. It doesn't have to be 100%, but some of them, at least. So you've you've mentioned that a couple times. Like what what were you going through then? Like what were you feeling then? It was just maybe it just seemed it was it was like the beginning of the backpack rapper era. Um and it was just like it was this I guess it was just like this young and carefree, like I was it was the last of my undergrad at college and I guess it was just like a happy, simpler time. And the music, I feel like it just matched it. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I don't, it was kind of like this just perfect storm that was created. I don't feel like now, or maybe the music now does match things and things are just depressing now. And so I don't want to listen to depressing music or music that makes me like, feel like oh my gosh this is this is terrible that is crazy (laughs) (laughs) like the world is burning around us and the music reflects it maybe i just don't want to feel that now but it was just like it felt like this this young carefree i can do anything type of spirit and i feel like that's what i feel like that's what a lot of undergrad was this young carefree i could do anything who cares about consequences but not like in a molly and percocet type of way i think that's more now i think it was just more like just having fun just having i don't want to say good clean fun that sounds terrible and and makes me sound like an old white person but it was just it was different good clean for loco fun even though for loco was not fun or clean (laughs) not at all i I feel you though i think when I think back to that time, like I, I still wasn't the biggest Drake fan. I think my person was J. Cole and Kendrick. It's always been J. Cole and Kendrick for me, but Drake did have a couple, but I just thinking back to those times, like life was simpler. Life was easier. Like there was also a time where I thought it was dark and difficult too. 
But I, you know, just thinking about like 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, like just just that time, like life was just different. Like I was young, yeah. like now I'm 32 and I'm just sitting back looking like, dang, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. I've been a lot of places. Like my story isn't over. Like hopefully not. Hopefully I'm here for a long, long time. But I'm always thinking about like what it's going to be like when I die. Like what stories will I tell or what stories will they tell when I'm gone, you know? And that's in part in which why I like to do this podcast because you can listen back and hear the times. This is the news. This is a time capsule that you can play anytime you want to. And so, you know, when you can, when you just sit back and think, or like whenever I talk to one of my good male friends, like we just kind of talk about like, just like life and like where it is and where we are now. And like, just kind of like how it felt, like it's that nostalgia, like you can't, you can't escape it. Yes. And then people can also go back and look at your phone because you don't delete anything. I remember saying that one of the podcasts, and I was like, what? I don't and I recently went through and deleted a couple things but they were also like uh, don't share your Chase bank account number with this uh, those two factor identifier and a lot of those voter registration things I still get one someone sent me one like the other day like at 10 o'clock I was like you helped turn Georgia blue let's do this I'm like look y'all send me one more text message like I don't know but I erased a couple of those and like just stuff that never got replies to or was like hey it's me or whatever but I erased those but like stuff that you know just just there I, I keep just so you can have a reference okay so I don't know it, it, it's crazy but when you start thinking about these feelings like I remember exactly what I was doing like I remember I remember I took the train probably when Drake was out best you ever had like I was talking to this person and I remember she stayed off of Jimmy Carter. And I remember I took the train all the way to her house. And no, I did. I did. I took the train and I had rode the train all the way back at like 12, 11 in the morning. And I got soaking wet and rained on and messed up my Jordans and everything. Like I just, I still have those shoes too in my clothes, but I ain't gonna forget that was like 2009. I don't remember I got rained on, but I was just thinking like, dang, like I was just out there trying to figure out like life and who I was and what I wanted to do. And like, and part of that was me walking in the rain, messing up my clothes and shoes down Camelton road. <laughs> like not the, not the, not the Westlake part of Camelton road. I'm talking about the, the Vine city area, the deal Ave oh, part wow. of, by, by Oakley. Um, uh, what is it? Oakland train station. That oh, part of Hamilton wow. Road in the dark, walking all the way from there to Greenbrier Parkway, basically the Greenbrier Mall, because the bus oh had stopped gosh. running. Yep, the bus had stopped running like twelve something, and I just had to walk. Oh just my had to goodness! Walk. And I could have called my mom, but I was just like, "Nah, I'm just walk. I just walk, walk all the way from that train station all the way to pretty much Greenbrier Mall, because I lived a little bit past Greenbrier Mall at that time." But I ain't gonna never forget that. And it was raining, cars flying, and you know it ain't that many streetlights on Camelton Road, and it's not the safest place to be walking. So right. I did it. But I remember just trying to like figure out myself and just figure out life. And it was just one of those moments where you think back, you're like, dang, like, like I did that. Like I've been here, I accomplished that, you know. Not just an accomplishment, but it was just like a piece of nothing that's a big piece of something that make you feel a certain way. Yeah. If that makes For sense. me, I know it does. It definitely does. I know, like, on one episode, you all talked about, like, you all were talking about Drake and his impact and, like, Degrassi and whether or not Degrassi was 
like big and if people knew Drake prior as Aubrey Graham prior to and for me I did like I loved Degrassi I always thought Aubrey Graham was fine I thought wheelchair <laughs> Jimmy was the best thing on the planet and so Jimmy. for me I think seeing that growth for him and that transition was something that was exciting to me and I remember when like I had been listening to So Far Gone I had been listening to some other songs and then another friend of mine got into it and we were going to the club one night and I remember we were leaving our other friend's house all three of us were about to get into my car and drive to the club and she was just like oh my gosh have you heard about this new rapper Drake and I was like yes and I remember all of us being in my car and listening to the album and it's just like again some very vivid memories around that around that time that come up and just music in that time period so yeah I guess the nostalgia of it all and so yeah I guess that is why it's upsetting that I don't get the same feeling with his new stuff now but at least we have that nostalgia and we have those that music to take us back when we feel like being there I, I, but one thing I will say, I think this next city is going to be a Drake like we've never seen. I think he's going to be more reflective or like introspective about whatever he's been dealing with because he's grown. He's what, 32, 33, not 34? Drake's old. Um, he's somewhere in there. But like we'll get more real life stories. Like for me, one of my favorite songs that he has is Jaded. And um, mm. Jaded is my jam. If you want to see me sing, put that on. I'll sing every fucking word. Like that's that's my song. Jaded, and it's one more on there where he says, "I want um, my baby to have your eyes." I'm going against my own advice. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Flex, finesse. That's what it is. Yes. Finesse. Those are my two off. Those are the favorite ones off Scorpion. Like it's that the Jay Z song and those two songs. And I think maybe March. 30th it's only a few that I actually liked off that album but like Jaded Finesse those are my jams and like um, you know 30 for 30 was cool on um, the one with him and Future but like he has yeah he has some good songs that make me just kind of like okay he's talking about something he's been through as a personal experience and I think we'll get more of that this this time well I've been searching for any type of information and I hate this because it's like an Odell Beckham Jr. statement. Like why does this matter? I know it's his friend, but can OVO sound please release a statement, but that's crazy. Uh, OBJ statement was later confirmed as the initial release date prior to Drake's injury. Okay. So it is an injury per academics since then drake has posted pictures of studio sessions with him and his team but no music just yet he shared a message last month that the project will come sometime in 2021 but there's no specific date you see i thought that the album was done and so that's why yeah so that's why when i was hearing an injury i was like well what is that a part of me was like, what does that have to do with the already done album? But I'm just like, okay, if he wants to do promo behind it, I get it. But it's, uh, I guess he's still recording. I don't know. Or maybe something well, happened and he want to, uh, you know, make sure that's on there. This is true. Maybe he wants to talk about his injury on his album. So I yeah, guess we'll maybe. Just, 
But be patient and wait. Hopefully we get some good stuff. Like I said, I'm not I'm not really the biggest Drake fan, but I do like something. Like I said, my favorite one of my favorite two songs is Jaded and Finesse for sure. Definitely Jaded and Finesse. He said you shared stories where you sh- um where you <laughs> oh what was going on where where you did things to be loyal and I was just like oh man. <laughs> He said, "He said, he said, I must have changed it." I was just like, "Geez, what happened?" And you see, I, I appreciate my good like club song, my good just whatever song, but I the things that you can that sound relatable or speak to, like, "Dang, what happened?" I think mm. that those do capture me more too it does he said what did he say he said you had potential I could have changed it and I was just like mm. what is he talking about what happened mm. he said you're old <laughs> enough but you're still a baby and I was just like okay who is he talking about I'm like what is going on like he, he like just the stuff that he was saying I'm just thinking like and then I know another song he had uh I think it's I don't think I don't know what it's called, but he's like swinging. He said, uh, "Maybe we should have did things the other way, my way instead of the other way around." I'm like, "Hmm, interesting. What if we would have did it the other way instead of doing it this way?" It just kind of make you think. Right. Well, that might be a different song. It is. It, no, it is the same song. It is swinging out here, just swinging. Same city, okay. same friends. If you're looking for me. But he said that, but he right. But some some stuff is just I want more of that. I don't want none of the God's plan. I don't want none of that, or, <laughs> or whatever he had out. But he had some good ones. But I don't know. Anyway, that's all we're gonna give Drake for this moment because this ain't about to turn to the Drake show. Okay. Let's see what we got. Um, we're probably silk sonic okay let's talk about silk sonic and bruno mars is bruno mars a culture vulture we got to revisit this one so you know i went back and i found the original podcast in which you all talked about it i was like let me hear what they were saying again well man i should have went back and listened and to it i don't think he is i don't think he is either i think i said i don't think he is then also but and it's like so there is and I the same way how you did and you looked up what his race and ethnic background is and it it's it's questionable if there is any black in it um the I mean the closest that we can get is Puerto Rican and yeah. then with that there are Puerto Ricans who deny that there's any black in them very much so but go like even you said that you had found an article where he referenced the type of music he listened to growing up mm-hmm. and that you know the funk and the doo-wop and all that stuff he listened to that and that's why it's his influence and it's that's ingrained and in him. it's been it's been consistent and again i know that people evolve but i think you can see when some evolutions are culture vulture miley cyrus and when you have someone who is paying homage to somebody or who is it's ingrained in them and they're just evolving that sound 
or they're they're playing with the sound and trying to update it and put their own spin on it and stuff like that. So I really, I don't see it at all. I don't see him as being a culture vulture. I just, I don't see it. Me too. I agree. I don't think that he is. I think he's just heavily influenced. Like, like our culture really does influence the world and people don't realize that. But I think that's exactly what it is. But how do you think the music is going to sound? That's what I want. And I think that's a good combination. I think it's a wonderful combination. I am ready for it. As Again, when the song first came out and we were discussing it, I was like, no, the whole album is supposed to come out next week. And then it's been like two weeks at this yeah. point. And I have seen no album. I'm still anxiously waiting. I don't know what I was doing on Sunday. I definitely was not watching the Grammys, but then I saw everyone tweeting about the performance and then I went and I found it. I think the performance was lovely. Like, I loved the visuals. Again, the song just came to life. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be beautiful. I think it's going to be a masterpiece. I think it is a great mashup of people for it. I just I'm ready. I really am. I mean, you know, let me look up a date for that release. He got some good, uh, some music players on it. Like he has some musicians, some actual artists. Like Anderson plays the drums. He sings. He play. He could play. I want to say he could play the piano too, if I'm not mistaken. But I think so. I think he has the Free Nationals on it, which is his band, who he's a part of. He sings. They do the music, and you know, Thundercats involved. Like it's a lot of good, talented people involved. But I think they're both of their voices and, and unique style. Is gonna make that mm-hmm. pop. Like Bruno would sound good with a live band for sure, and Anderson has a unique voice and a unique way of delivering music. And the Free Nationals, they can play the hell out some instruments, <laughs> like for real. So it's, I, I'm I'm anticipating it. Like I got a friend. He said he wanted to hear more Anderson on the first song. He said Bruno Mars kind of just took over and stole the show. But I guess he said he had he was expecting more Anderson on there but like I get they probably gonna have their songs where they you know this is more for him this is more for Anderson or they both got some some you know some play on it but we'll see it's gonna be interesting to see what happens but I mean what else did he expect to because Anderson has the verses and Bruno has the chorus so what else did he want to see out of one song and, and that's what I said a pretty even split that's what I said like the, you know the chorus you know and Bruno Mars probably has the more dynamic voice, I'll say, because of his range. And it's not, it's, it's more of a lighter voice. So it's different. Like he, he can probably sing more of those ballads, I guess, if anything. So I guess he probably just wanted to see like just more of Anderson's influence on the song. Like I was like, okay, well, we're going to, it's still early. We, we, this might just be how this song is, but. You know. Yeah. Okay. So there's no release date for the album. Um. It's, so it's confirmed that the album is already recorded, but there's just no release date. Mm-hmm. They're playing with us, and I don't appreciate that. They are. They're trying to. They're trying to get. They. Try, they're trying to build the anticipation, but I think that's why they went with this song, like I was telling him, to attract more of Bruno's audience because Bruno is a big, big mainstream person. And so this would be their first time hearing Anderson. And a lot of Anderson's fans may be the first time hearing Bruno, but they're trying to merge the genres and merge their audiences. 
And Bruno does have that, is it a Lacoste campaign that he had? So yeah, I do think building the anticipation that does make sense because he is like right now, there's just more visibility for him overall. So yeah, okay, we get the strategy, people. But it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna work out. But we, we will be back to revisit that when that CD come out for sure. But we'll remember we had this conversation. Absolutely. And the last thing we're gonna talk about. Probably should talk about this earlier, but I don't know. The Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview. It's just kind of... Well, it's been about two weeks now since everything. This more stuff keeps coming out, I guess. And um, I just kind of want to talk about, like, just kind of what they was going through. And that it was to be expected. So, unfortunately, I still haven't watched the interview. I watched the All-Star game that night. Um <laughs> which that was a whole nother disappointment on my end. Um, but from what, I mean, it's the queen of England. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you, she's an old white lady who is leader over a bunch of countries and who's leader of a nation who ruled and forcibly overthrew nations multiple times, like throughout the course of history. Colonizer. So yeah, like the colonizer of all colonizers at this point. So I eh, I could yeah, but I could see people saying, Well she, you know, she what else did you think you were stepping into? Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's no excuse for anyone to go through those things. And of course, so of course, when it was going on, I saw a lot more serious commentary. But then by the time the next morning and everything since then, all the all that baby Archie memes of what he looks like and what the royals thought he would look like were hilarious. But it's, it's, it's to be expected, but it's still a hundred percent disappointing that in the year twenty twenty one that this is still what Going we as on. black people go through. Yeah, and, and what was this about her them staying with Tyler Perry? Uh, I might have missed that point. I, I no, I, maybe I did. I think they came to. I think he offered them refuge when they were, you know, you know, removing themselves from the monarchy because I think they went to Canada first. Just, and because they wouldn't have security, they would be cut off from all financial ties, and he wouldn't be able to inherit yada 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 all that stuff, the monarchy stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and what happened was, uh, I think he offered them a place to stay because no one was safe, and they kind of felt like in danger for their life, from what I'm getting. And mm-hmm. you know, they felt like because I know we talked about it at work, and it was like that's they think that's kind of what happened to princess diana like this could have been the thing they they believe prince, they had princess princess diana killed because of the way she lived her life and i don't think they liked the way harry's living his life and then megan Markle don't brought this black woman up into the the allegedly most prestigious family in the uk and now they have a have black have white baby like who would have ever mm. thought like that was the place where we were never supposed to be at 
And then, you know, right. for her to feel like, I guess what, what draw me to it was that she had thoughts of like killing herself because of all the pressure and the things that was being said about her and, you know, wondering what the baby would look like and, and like, you know, just how that is and just how their family treated them. And they're not going, they're not saying who said what, but they said it wasn't the queen, but I, my money's on his brother or his dad. Wait, say that again so, about his brother and his dad. Like it was a comment made about uh, what what would the baby look like? Would it, would the baby come out like dark, or how dark the baby would come out? And and she don't want to release who said it, but I, they did say it wasn't the queen. But my money's on his brother or his dad, because him and his dad aren't talking to him. His brother like are on are on the outs pretty much. Okay. And I remember like people were saying that she was trying to be like gracious and not call names, but then Harry was like, Well, my father (laughs) (laughs) And I mean and then it was funny to see the reactions like people are talking about how Prince Charles has been posting pictures of him with black people on Instagram. And I mean it's like if that you know, that's always what race is like. Well, I have a black friend and I mean I bet really that that's what it looks like you're doing right now. And it's just it's really interesting that one, that there are people who still defend the queen and like this whole heinous system. And I remember my grandmother, when I was little, she would always pull out Eastern Caribbean money, like anytime she gave me money, um, if we were back where my mother is from, because um, they went back and forth between New York and there. But whenever we were there and if she ever gave me Eastern Caribbean money, she'd be like, this is my queen. This is my queen. And I'm just like, she loved this woman. And this woman was it's terrible. It hated yeah. black people. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild and then like getting into that I can't imagine like the type of stress and pressure and yeah worrying about what your child is going to look like because other people are worried about it and it a part of me it makes me think about the conversations that you all used to have in earlier podcasts about colorism and why it's such a big thing for our community and it's like as much as we go back and forth with things, it's clear. Meghan Markle can, she can, she can pass for sure. And her husband is white, but because they know she's black, they immediately were like, "Well, this baby still might come out like a jigaboo." And I'm just like, <laughs> like, wait a damn minute. And so for me, it's like as much as there's so much tension and friction between us in the black community which it's been set up that way on purpose that they still see even those who are passing as you're black and that's what I try and tell people with my experience as well and I'm just like I'm they still see me as black like truly and it's like it's always such a big thing for us I remember you were saying like how you would play on Photoshop. It like changed your skin. Oh color. yeah, they was killing me and for that. Like, is that not the you were like, isn't changing your hair color the same thing? And they're like, No, your skin is what you are. And it's like skin color for us is such a such a hot point in our community because that was the point of demarcation for field slaves and house slaves. Like that's really like that is what white people judge us on. That was <laughs> 
what they decided to divide us on. Not It wasn't black-haired slaves are in the house and brown-haired slaves are in the fields. No, it was white skin versus dark skin. And so that's why, you know, we can change other things about ourselves, but changing skin color is such a thing because it was literally like changing your mobility. But in the end, white people are going to use you. So they're going to, it can change your mobility for a while, but when it's time to be white, oh, they white. And when it's time for you to be black, oh, you black. It doesn't matter how light Jen Walters is or how light Meghan Markle is. We black. Believe that. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's something, I think that's a hard concept for some people to get, but that's just kind of what it is. But everything that she went through is too big. It's something I was expecting. I remember when I first saw that he was marrying, I was like, well, I was like, well I'll be down. A black lady is in the castle. You know, it just, right. it just make you think. And I was like, maybe they'll treat her all right because she is passing. I guess is what is at Mm-mm. the time, for, like for for lack of a better term. But I was like, I wouldn't be surprised because at the end of the day, that's still how they feel. Like that's not going to change anything for for her, but just because she's more fair skin. And I don't know. I just I just think it's kind of crazy. But I I just don't understand why people are just so shocked and appalled that this happened. When the the England was the reason why there is slavery today, and there's English is the reason why they're racist today. Right, like, they're the reason why none of us know our native language, have our old native names, or anything, or no ties to our homeland, or wherever that may be. But people don't think about that. Like they got on boats and sailed the world and landed here in America. Like what do you what do you expect? The Native Americans are pretty much extinct if you believe that they're not the rest of the, the, the Hispanic people, if you believe that. I do. I think that's what Native Americans are, but I can't necessarily prove it, but I can prove it. But, you know, that's pretty much what they did. So it, to me, this is, this is, yeah, I feel bad for her a little bit. Like I do when it comes to like her mental health aspect though, because I know what it's like to go through a lot of stuff and not really have an outlet, especially when you can't even go to your own dad. Like her dad pretty much sold her out. Like the paparazzi were following him around and showing him this, and she's like, "Dad, I'm I'm afraid for my life." X, Y, Z. But why he sold him out, I don't know. But her her dad is on the out, so that's I think that's how they ended up with the whole Tyler Perry thing and Oprah. So I don't know, but we're gonna dig more into it and find out because I think I'm more gonna have to, to come go out. back. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and actually watch the interview because I mean I knew that she had had like issues with her dad like back and forth like he didn't he wasn't even at the wedding right and then like he was talking to tabloids and whatnot and I was like yeah. be quiet <laughs> like I don't think that I really don't think that people just won't invite you to a, an important day like that just because they want to be malicious like clearly there's some issue there and then again if you rather go and talk about that issue to the tabloid i think that kind of looks bad on you so to even hear that she had any type of dealings with her dad or he had any opportunity to sell her out like at this point in time that's wild so i really do need to go i have to find this interview and watch this whole thing but i mean i'm much like you Really? Yeah, because I was trying to find it when I mentioned it to you, like to catch it, but I kept catching bits and pieces. I had to piece it together because I think it, I think it aired while I was at work, so I didn't really get a chance to see it the way I wanted to. 
I want to say it was on own, and then you know people kind of took clips of like twelve minute, thirteen minute clips, and kind of put them places. Oprah doesn't have streaming. Come on, lady. Yeah, she probably does, but I don't have like cable, so that's part of my ordeal. I stream everything. Okay, well, I am going to try and search for it, but. Yeah, not surprised, but still disappointed. Like, not surprised that you deal with racism in the British monarchy. (laughs) I think that's pretty much a given. But yeah, still disappointing. Still, still like gut wrenching and shocking to hear, you know, and sad, saddening to what that has done to her mental health. Um, And to have to bring a child into that that it's a lot yep that's something I think a lot of parents you know like now now everyone kind of now it's on display for everybody to see not Uh, just in America (laughs) but there too uh, but we know that everyone doesn't believe what they see that's still the problem people like people are delusional like a hundred percent delusional you can give them the same thing with the 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 program in in California. You have objective data that shows what people will do with extra money from the government and people will not believe it. And there are people who will see outright racism and bigotry and they still they still won't believe it. It's still a step in the right direction. Like you have to expose things, but Unfortunately, we can't stop thinking that we have to, we can't stop at, well, now people know we still have to do action. You have to force people, get the force accountability on people. And it's sad, but that's what you have to do. And that's why uh, all these, and that's why, and that's why I feel like, again, when people want to call black people to arms to stamp out racism and crush all these these oppressive systems we can't do that because there are certain places there are certain spaces that we're never going to be let into all these little secret private facebook groups that where white people bash black people or or people from asia or people from from uh or hispanic people we're not going to get into those groups you susan you're in that group so when you see your coworker in there you need to bring that to your boss when you see the cop that be patrolling black neighborhoods in there, you need to bring that to the police department. You all got to do that stuff. So it's so seeing this isn't enough. Seeing isn't going to make everyone believe, and then seeing isn't going to make everyone accountable for what the hell they did or from what they benefit from. Because that's another thing. When they're like, oh, well, it wasn't me who did it. That's fine. I get that. But you benefit from this system. So what are you going to do to to make this equal, to give me some equity in this system. Yeah. And that's what it is. And unfortunately, it's not it's not just gonna come from one interview, two interviews, three interviews. And I honestly believe that they're in danger. I I a hundred percent believe. So again, my my grandmother had a deep affection for Queen Elizabeth. My mother had a deep affection for Princess Diana, and we saw how that ended. 
and we know why it ended that way. And now Meghan yeah. Markle is it's going the same way and it's sad. It is. And I think I think I think she is legit afraid. Like I would be too. And it's like at this point, I think again, so I, this interview is good because it sheds some light. And if anything happens, it's like, I mean, it sucks because if something happens, something happens. But we can really sit here and say, I told you so. I would hope it would never get to the point where we're like, oh, we told you that somebody was going to do something to her. I really hope it doesn't get to that point. Yeah. Like there's no reason for it to get to that point. We did it once with Princess Diana. So like we, sh- it should not come full circle and it should not come back to that again with Meghan Markle but it is of 100 it is a, it is possible and anything is possible but it is probable at this point and that's sad but at least we have some more evidence behind it but again evidence isn't always everything either because the US government admitted to killing Martin Luther King but yeah. <laughs> look at how that picture still gets framed so it's rough it is, man. Life is crazy. That's all I'm gonna say. White people make life crazy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Oh man, some of them do. Oh, we man. was chilling on our continent. We was fine. We was building pyramids. We was kings and queens. We was good. We was good. Now here comes Opie. <laughs> Opie. <laughs> With their small pops and they measles and not taking baths every day. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Trying to tell me that they're superior. That you picked the cotton since you so damn good then. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Anyway, man, we're going to go ahead and get ready to wrap. And as, and as usual, we got to end with the songs of the week. And I think I'm going to go with a song from Currency off of his New Jet City album. Are you a Currency fan? Uh, uh, one of my ex-boyfriends had introduced me to him, and don't, I liked him. I don't didn't, say nothing bad about uh, Currency, please. No, I don't have anything bad to say. I just don't feel that I took to him a lot. Like, once, like what, what, was it, what album was it that he introduced me to? Weekend at Bernie's. No, and it's like I wanna. You see, I wanna say it, but I don't wanna. Oh, actually, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna do currency. I'm not gonna do currency. I'm gonna do currency next week. But go ahead. Uh, Pilot Talk Two. Okay, Pilot Talk Two was good. Introduced me to, and it was just I liked it, but I I just didn't like it enough to continue to follow his career. So I have anything bad to say. It just wasn't that moving to me where I was like, oh my gosh. Sometimes, you know, I do little Apple music, like Infinity Music, and it starts playing similar artists and I'll mm-hmm. run into some things like, this sounds like currency. And I look and it's like, lo and behold, it's currency. And I like it, but it was never to the point where I really wanted to steadily keep up with his career. Okay. I feel you. I'm going to play a currency song next week. I, I think you'll like this one, but I'm actually going to play a Lloyd Banks song. Love Lloyd Banks. It's called. Are you. Uh, what was that noise for? <laughs> I thought that he was the finest one in G Unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But my song is going to be Lloyd Banks Transitions. That's that's one of my okay. favorite. Keep claiming I'm changing, but you're tripping. But you're tripping.
Kicking that stupid shit so long, I start feeling dumb when I listen. Why do I get out that position? I feel like. And you're just fishing. You're deluding your purpose the more you mix it. Maybe can't. I'll look it up. I probably have to put it in hindsight because for whatever reason, whenever I try to play music, it sounds real distorted and then I gotta do a lot of fixing to do it. But this one, I can put it because it's not tied to a regular. It's off when it's mixed to all of them. Okay. You can find it. It is on the All of Nothing mixtape for the drama, and it is track number 11. Okay. Oh, you know how we talk about like music just disappearing last time. Yeah. Pop style, the pop style remix with Jay Z and Kanye has disappeared, and I was like, I actually like that. Highly upset. Drake, it, it's a Drake song, so it may not be. Up there for you. Oh, I think I talking about. Kanye was at the yeah. 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 He was going off on that. Yeah. Like, off of Apple Music, can't find it on the internet. Again, technology is so good. It's pretty much because of the RSS feeds. You can make an edit at any time. If I want to take off episode 25, with my podcast, I can, I can make that disappear like it never happened. But I'll still have that file. I can put it back up at a later date. But that's kind of how artists and tweets work. And that's why Kanye was able to upload so many versions of Life of Pablo because he would just change the song. Same song, but now Alicia Keys is on here. Same song, but Alicia Keys and Rihanna's on um, All of the Lights or whatever. Or, what that one? The first song with, with uh, Cause the boy still here well fed. That's true. Me with Nikki. Ultra light being interpreted. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm I was thinking of. I was thinking about dark fantasy. The beginning of. Everybody. And that's why he was able to do that. Delete that song. Put up another. Same sequential I'm gonna probably play it and since we, I'll probably play it in the background of what we're talking about now. Let's see what I just do it later. I don't know if I have to do this one should be Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. So for me, this book is coming right here. Like, oh, Vinny, the so I met you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, longevity. I mean, it has it has French Montana. I'm always gonna love French, being from the Bronx. Um, mm-hmm. and even though I have my issues with people from Harlem, Jim I do Jones. always appreciate Dipset and hearing Jim Jones is amazing 
but there's one line um and he says in the beginning um my body language is just as loud as my voice like mm-hmm. energy Thank you. <laughs> Keep that. I love that. Now, I, and then go ahead. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Wait, did I say that already? You did. Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like some. In is it in? Th- I think it's in Thanksgiving. I have to. It might be Thanksgiving. And he's like, he's he's in the background saying, like, I rap about selling drugs. If you don't like it, turn it off. And I remember. Mm there was like a time on Twitter where people were talking about like, Benny doesn't make music for the women. And I don't know if he's, he's, if that's a direct response to that. And I remember one girl who I follow, she was like, I remember one time I got in a guy's car and he was playing Benny the Butcher and my vagina just dried right up. That's <laughs> I crazy. Like, and I was like, I appreciate like, Benny raps like I appreciate that especially in this day and age and it's just it's reminiscent of like earlier hip hop and rap to me like when New York was the mecca so that's why I appreciate it and I'm not offended or upset if I get in someone's car and I hear that playing but um yeah, it was just it was funny him saying that in the background. But yeah, his attitude in longev on longevity, I love it, and that that's why I'm just like I love men from up top. No, why from am I, up what, top. what am I doing in the south? <laughs> I uh, I heard a, a couple of songs or a couple bits and pieces of it today, but I'm definitely gonna go back and check it out because I, I like I like what they do. I like what they do. So. What all of Griselda does? Mm-hmm. I like he, some more than others. West Side Gun. West Side Gun is a little different, but I like his contribution. He don't. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say he's terrible, but he's just—he's very loud and just like got that weird erratic voice. and chaotic, just all over the place. I'm like, what are you doing? And one of my friends knows this, and he purposely will just he there's a gif and i don't know where how why he found it but it's literally just a a white background and it's just do 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 i hate it i hate it so much i'll just do it to get on my nerves that's crazy well boom 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 that's another one yes like why I feel like he. I feel like it ruins so many songs that he's on. No, man. Some of it. Some of it be good though. But he. He is like probably he, my least favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not alone. That's all it is. But we we gonna we gonna get these songs. I might. I'm probably only be able to play a little bit of the Benny, but if anything at all. But we'll see. Okay. We're gonna try, but I know I can play the Lloyd though. But I really like that Lloyd song just because, just because, just what he was talking about in there, just kind of. And it also has another one of my favorites on there too. I ain't gonna, ain't gonna give that away, but just, just okay. what they were talking about on there was really, really good. Okay. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and wrap the show, guys. We appreciate y'all for listening and tuning in with us for this long. Like, share, and subscribe. We we definitely appreciate the shares because you help keep the numbers high and you help spread the word to other places, other cities, other countries, 
other demographics and we appreciate that a lot and remember to be nice to people because you never know when that last day could be and you don't want something to happen to them and your last word was something ill so just be kind to people give a little bit you know be generous to people let your positive energy shine and you have that stimmy so go ahead and take her out on a nice date oh yeah take her out on a nice date don't do the long horn as you said because yeah or, or the fridays or the applebee's or the you said chili's olive garden don't do any adjacent. of those just google something that has the same type of food put in a little effort sir That's put in a little effort the ladies would like to see more effort from us men so i think we should do that now you got me thinking about what i need to go do so yeah, what is, That's where it starts. Yeah, all it starts is the conversation. The conversation changes situations. There we go. I feel like I'm forgetting to say something. Oh, if you would like to donate to the show, there is a cash app for the uh podcast. If you would like to pay us, pay us in Bitcoin because we can use it in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just send us a couple bitcoins and you can find the information link in the bio. There'll be links everywhere. But yeah, just stay tuned. And we got some some and cool stuff coming up soon. A one is in charge of the Bitcoin, not me, because again, I don't know nothing. So yeah. don't think, don't <laughs> don't let what I have said about Bitcoin <laughs> and my lack of knowledge deter you from sending the Bitcoin. Yeah, you know that that, that will go to like more equipment, maybe studio <laughs> time, something something to better the podcast. But oh yeah, I'm trying to figure out somebody to not necessarily sponsor. But I don't know. I want to. I want to see if I can get Cash App to sponsor the show. And I think it's doable. I just gotta do it. That would be so cool. Yeah, but oh yeah, you know the other SoundCloud thing too. We'll talk about that off air one day. But if that, if that's, okay. if that's what I think that is, I think that's gonna be really, really good for people who have the large enough audience. But like somebody like me, who's in the thousand range. Not so much, but for people who do need that and rely on, I think it'd be great for them. Okay, good. But all right, we're gonna let y'all enjoy your night. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Have a good one. Peace. Boom 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'll hit you in a bit, man. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yep.